0: This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland.
1: Joining us tonight on The Merge, we have the lovely Lewis and Nathan of Pure Milk, the talented bunch uh, who've been releasing some of our favourite singles and uh, also to come a new EP as well as their prior. Uh, We're just so excited to have them on the show once again. They've always been fantastic gems and we can't wait to talk a bit more about them. Guys, how have you been doing tonight?
0: Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, not too bad. Just pretty lazy. After work, that's the way.
1: Do you normally do all of your high profile interviews after work, or do they do you make them like work <laughs> around you all the time? Like, oh, now it's got to be at 2 a.m., you know, it's, it's got always be work
0: room. around me, busy, busy <laughs> person.
1: <laughs> no, you got you guys have been really busy because, um, last month, you beautiful people released the sophomore single from your forthcoming EP. Great. So, what way. can you tell us? Yeah, what can you tell us about this, uh, new tune, Pressure?
2: Well, what can we what can we say? It's a, it's, yeah. a country, it's a little country banger, really.
1: Well, what type of themes do you explore with the lyrics?
2: Yeah, so pressure is kind of like a it's talking about like the day to day anxieties, you know, like the little things that bubble underneath and like kind of marinate for a little, little while. Nothing's like too bad, but you know, all of it can kind of get up on your nerve and just be kind of an irritant throughout your day. So it's kind of like the pressure that like builds up inside of you over and over. I guess that's what I was trying to go for with the song. Mm.
3: Where'd the country influence come onto the song? Was that an early edition? or
2: I think Nathan or someone showed me like can't hate. We're going to cover going up the country for a while, which would have been awesome. Yeah. We never <laughs> been around. But, um, that song's got like that kind of like country flair while still being like essentially an indie rock song in it. its core. Cool. So we we saw that, and we had for a long. We've had pressure to, like as a song for years and years and years. It's just been sitting there, kind of collecting dust. And then we changed key, added that like real country sort of drum beat, and then it kind of slapped. And we're like, "Hey, this is like a good <laughs> song now." And that's kind of where it came from. And then we added all these like cool guitar lines and bass lines that just just appeared out of nowhere, it appeared really quickly once it, once it got going.
1: Mm, yeah. How how long did it take for you to get that that sweet sweet guitar tone?
0: I think we had it for a long time, like slowly just going back to it and adding to it
2: yeah i agree it, it like it just kind of kept developing over time the guitar tone was mostly dylan with that really like high pitch sort of guitar i wanted to mimic like vampire weekend which is probably not the most overt influence with it but they just have that real like crispy crispy beautiful mids that come out with their guitar and we wanted to like replicate that as so a really cut through the song yeah we wanted them to have twang but not be like too country
1: I guess. Yeah, you really made Callan smile with that vampire weekend comparison. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Lewis, did you write this track? <laughs> did you Did you write this track, Lewis?
2: It was me and Dylan I, mostly, and then the kind of the whole band came in. We had a few rehearsals together where we just kind of like jammed out sections. I came in with the like usually come in with the general demo of it, so the lyrics and maybe like sort of the structure, and then me and Dylan came together and started. Figuring out all those beautiful little guitar lines and then the bass line just like kind of came under that and that was all Dylan doing it. And then nice. like with the band, we kind of just figured out the structure a little
1: stronger and then it came from there. Yeah, it was a real team effort, which was good. How did you feel about the song when you first heard it, Nathan? Did you did you uh need it to be um, more country?
0: <laughs> I thought it was very different. I actually I'm pretty sure at first I was like, like, what is this? <laughs> But um, it was just, like, so country. Like, the original demo is, like, very, like, twangy. I was just like, whoa, this is, like, way different compared to, like, the last oh. EP. But then oh, it was on the me. Original demo. And now it's, like, it's so fun to play.
1: Yeah, is it up there with your favourite?
0: Yeah, I'd have to say so, probably. That's dope. It's a good, like, head nodder the whole
2: time, so it's really oh, nice, yeah. good pace. It's real good live. It's, like, yeah. it just keeps going, sort of thing. <laughs> We were around um, practicing before, before COVID. We are going to turn into like a six-minute song and have this like stupidly long outro where it just keeps like jamming and like this like, solid. We we're doing like Roland Coastal Blackouts, but we've never eventuated it. So like once uh, we get back to gigging, like that yes, might be please. the closer, just like an eight-minute like country jam.
3: <laughs> I'm so down for it, man. Nice. And you guys recently released a, a cinematic masterpiece for the, for the music video. How was the experience working on that? It looked like a lot of fun.
2: I think you got to talk Nathan. You're the the star of this thing.
3: (laughs) It's pretty good.
0: We managed to get it all done in a day, which was sick. Ah. Dom, the guy who filmed it all, was just like so good. Like he just knew exactly like what looked good and like there wasn't like many scenes that took like heaps of takes. Like it was all just like bang on. It was like really, really quick and like moved so quickly.
3: I don't know what to say. (laughs) Did you approach um, him with the
2: idea or? No, I I just sent him the song. Like honestly, the first idea I had for that was going to be like this like pool party scene. Um, that was my idea for this song, but I didn't tell him. I just like sent him the song and he was like, yeah, we're going to do this thing where this guy has a really bad day at work. And I'm (laughs) like, this sounds amazing. So I just kind of let him have free reign because he does video stuff and I don't, so I don't trust myself at all. (laughs) So he did a fantastic job and I Hmm. can only speak very highly of it, honestly.
3: Definitely. And for this upcoming EP, you guys have dropped two singles in pressure and conversations how did you go about selecting those? Is that it's selecting singles a process that you enjoy or loathe?
2: Conversations just kind of slapped, and we always thought that'd be the first single. I don't know. What do you What do you think, Nath?
3: Yeah, I think
0: all the tracks on the EP are like pretty different in like sort of sound, but um, I think Conversations was like the song that came together the easiest and like the quickest, so we thought that was just like the best way to go.
2: Yeah, I think Conversation was like fundamentally pure milk. It was very. Mm-hmm. old kind of you know like punkier faster talky you know all that sort of all those elements and it was probably one of the tightest songs we've ever done so that definitely came first do I struggle with no I don't really struggle with picking the songs I usually have a good idea in my head what what should be the single and like what can be more of a deeper cut that you know people can find later on their own sort of thing but, mm. you know, if it was my way, I'd have every song as a single because then every song gets <laughs> a spotlight.
0: Every song gets a spotlight. Mm.
2: Yeah, but it doesn't don't work that way. So, yeah,
1: it is what it is. What kind of things can we be expecting from the other tracks from the EP?
2: Yeah, it's pretty varied. It's, it's the other song, like Sunny Side Up, is kind of like a very sunny, bright, like indie pop track, which is a, a hell of a lot of fun. It's probably like the funnest song on the EP. And then there's City Kids, and City Kids is quite quite mellow. Like there's Tiana on there, Joel singing as well. It's a bit more downbeat. It's nothing like we've ever done before. I've never really done vocal harmonies in my songs or anything, and that song is full filled with vocal harmonies. So it's a, it's quite a varied EP. It's a it's a different sound for us, but it's a sound that I'm happy with. Like I'm I'm really happy with where we stylistically.
3: Was City Kids written with harmonies in mind?
2: Not in the way that. Tian and Joel joined in and made it so special. Like mm. at first it was just me, like it's like there's, well, there's probably demos on my phone of it, of like just me and guitar, like singing the woes and um, all that stuff on top of it. That's, that's how it was as like an original structure. And then I think Brad, the guy we um, went into the studio with, he was like, oh, we can add all these harmonies and like explain to Joel, like sing this and then Joel would sing it and it would just sound incredible. And I knew I wanted Tian in the like the bridge, the big breakdown bit, but yeah, it kind of just all came together in the studio, really. Hmm.
1: It's quite rare that we can all say that we would like Tian in our breakdown bridge. <laughs> and it's great you guys have been able to pull that off. <laughs> yeah,
2: I know. Well sure. like Nathan went to school with Tian. I don't know <laughs> if you guys know that, but um oh, okay. like Nate, Dillon, Tian, they all went to school together. So we've been all friends for them.
0: Yeah, we all did music like I think pretty much through grade eight to grade twelve. So that was cool.
1: If you if you each had to name a single artist or record that has been the biggest impact on you personally or musically, who would you name and why?
0: That's really hard. Um, like I don't really write music as much. so I can't really say like something impacts writing, but um, I think like a record I probably put at the top for a very long time is Channel Orange by Frank Ocean.
3: Nice.
0: It's just, um, yeah, okay. I just listened to that like all through like grade 12 and then literally just hasn't left like my playlist and stuff. I can always listen to it and go back to
3: it. What makes it a
1: special album for you?
0: Just like every song on it just being so good. Like there's no like dull tracks. It's just all so good.
1: Do you find um, R&B music at the moment for you, Nathan, that uh, you've kind of put it up against Channel Orange or have you been exploring more since that time?
0: Not really. Um, I don't know. Like I don't really know what I define as like R&B or that sort of thing. So It's um, beautiful. Yeah, like, couldn't really compare any other artists, I guess.
1: So you have to say, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Louis, to you. Who who has had the, uh, or art, artist or record who has the biggest impact on you personally or musically?
2: On my writing, oh, I just thought of Sophie and Stevens. So now my old answer kind of got like under the rug. Um, for this record, I listened to a ton of Kevin Morby, like an absolute ton of him, and his lyrics are just like next level it's so simple but so like versatile the way he like uses emotion is just oh it's so good like lyrically it's just out of this world and that's Mm. definitely what I was trying to replicate or at least you know use as inspiration when writing this EP but then like I don't know yeah I thought of Sufjan and I'm like I love Sufjan and like an album like Illinois is just so timeless and incredible and I never ever ever get bored of listening to that it's so like it makes you feel like a kid whilst listening to it. Have you guys listened to Illinois? Yep.
3: Uh, like bits and pieces, but not, I don't think I've put it on since high
2: school. Yeah. Same for me. It's just got this like wistfulness to it. And oh, I love it. I think that influences me and yeah, how I write. It probably doesn't like influence us too much sonically, mm. but definitely how I write would be influenced by someone like Swiftie. Mm.
1: For For a budding writer, is there anything that you could give as a uh, sense of inspiration or recommendation for them to go about writing their own lyrics?
2: I find a good way of writing is don't go and write it. Don't go into a song trying to write about a specific topic because you're usually going to write poorly because you're trying to address something too quickly. That's what I find. If I'm going like, I want to talk about this thing that happened in my life, it usually just doesn't come around very well. But like if I can like build a story maybe around something else, something that just like popped up in my head that I thought was interesting, I can like interlace parts of it into the song I'm writing. So you have like these like, fictional elements of the song that are completely made up and then you might have some truthful elements of the song that mean a lot to you and you can combine them together and you can just create something that like just feels amazing. I don't know, I, I would recommend like list, like just listen to like David Berman or something like that or pavement and just look at the way their lyrics are composed and how like if you read them like verbatim sometimes they just don't make sense. But like the feeling that they convey whilst listening to them
1: mm.
2: is all you kind of need. That's yeah. what I love.
1: Have good taste.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Right, <laughs> is there a specific release that you guys have revisited the most so far this year? Probably Fontaine's DC Oh,
0: ah, Okay, it's so oh, sick. I like, I, so good. I only yeah, just started listening to them like end of last year, start of, this, start of this year, and it's so good.
3: What kind of music do they make?
0: It's like Brit rock, like punk, but sort of it. Some of it's just like a bit strange, like just how, like, some of his lyrics and the way he sings is just like different, and it's just like something like refreshing i guess to listen to Mm. like it's not just samey it's
2: very different yeah it's got huge post-punk vibes Uh, real like 90s Brit sort of stuff it's really cool i really enjoy them i love their new singles like heroes Death" is so good yeah
3: nice and what about you lewis
2: um i've been vibing fiona apple's new album fetch the bolt cutters which is just insane it's so wild it's just like everywhere like a song like Shamika I still just thoroughly thoroughly enjoy every time I listen to it there's like sounds coming out everywhere it sounds like she's just like found every utensil in her house and it's like slapped it on something and it's just become this like beautiful cacophony there's nothing it's it's so good it's so talented I love it I used to listen to Fiat the last album she released was when I was in year 10 and it was called The Idler Wheel and it's just like this beautiful breakup album and all these like slow, sad pianos, and then like yeah, like nine years later, she comes out with a new album that's still so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the best album. It's really, really good. I thoroughly enjoy.
3: Nice. And what, in your opinion, is the most underrated era
1: of music?
2: <laughs> it's questions count. It's just like
1: nineteen twenties. We don't have
0: easy
3: questions, oh. man.
2: Was that 1920s? Nineteen
1: twenties.
0: Yeah, definitely like sea shanties and <laughs> yeah,
1: eighteen <1840s>. forties. <laughs>
2: Well, I don't know. I love 90s indie rock. I think 90s indie rock is something truly special. Also mid-2000s indie rock I could put up there. Like I'm going to call it like pitchfork rock. Like that sort of <laughs> stuff is really cool. Like Animal <laughs> Collective, you know, like that. Yeah, it's yeah, Amazing stuff. But I think the 90s were also really cool. Like a lot of that like modest mouse built to spill, pavement, things like that. They kind of really defined what the next... I don't know. It's what I listen to now, and like so many bands, just rip off that sound a hundred percent because it's so simple and so good. I don't think it's underrated though. It's probably almost overrated. I have no idea it was underrated. <laughs> I don't know, like mid early two thousands rap, like Mad Villainy. That's that's it. That's pretty underrated. Yeah. What's your what's your favorite era of music, Nathan? Oh, that's so hard.
0: Like <laughs> I don't listen to very many eras of music. <laughs> like pre two thousand and like nine. It was probably just like my chemical romance and stuff like that, but like oh. very basic. Yeah, I listened to a lot of um, like metal and as the as people would quote Screamer in like the 2010s, like Parkway Drive and all that. So I guess that's pretty underrated or it was for its time. No, I, I just don't listen to that at all.
2: <laughs> 2010s like folk music, I think, has not aged in the way it should have and it was really good at the time. Like Fleet Foxes, great band. Mm. Not the best, but like there was still like a pretty good band and there was like, you know, like local natives and stuff like that, like kind of like blog era of music. I like the blog era of music. That was, that was cool. great. We don't have that anymore. It's just like Spotify playlisting mm. era. Pretty whatever, much. Which really kind of changes how music is curated because it's not, I don't know, it's less like some person on the internet likes this song, so they put it on the internet. Like it's a bit more commercialized i don't know if that's the right no point. it's
1: accurate You know, media I mean? convergence calls yeah. for the people to to then adapt so adaptability will come in time to a degree but it's whether or not you're exposed to it means if you're in the right channel or not i'd actually really like to hear callum's answer in uh, this question as well
3: i feel like it's pretty obvious
1: <laughs> have a guess have a guess first uh 2000 and nah. oh, okay 19 <laughs> 1980s uh not necessarily pop music but like the you're thinking about like the frank ocean style of music Really Billy Asian Ocean, music. Billy really <laughs> Ocean, music. in the 1980s. I, 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 do think the 80s are, qu- are quite
3: underrated. There is a lot of like, a lot of like mainstream like trash. Don't get me wrong, but when you sift through, you can find some proper gems Yeah. Just start with start with Billy Ocean, and then you'll you discover it. it. It's great. Really, you would have you would have heard of his songs. Like, yeah. he does "Love Really Hurts Without You," uh, "Get <laughs> Out of My Dreams." nothing but gems
1: <laughs> <laughs> what about you man all right so you guys would think you guys thought i was going to say like early 2000s hip-hop i know you were but really the, the the time that music peaked was the 2008 to 2014 period of dubstep because that's when, oh, music, no. was wow. that's when music was made that music was <laughs> discovered by the internet and it was on every youtube channel it was, UKF dubstep had like millions of subscribers. It it had the facts of two-step, ragga dancehall, dub, and two-step music all into one fusioned by a half-shaved, so half-shaved, half-haired Canadian guy in a metal band that pioneered its way into the ears of not only the youth but also annoyed the ears of the elders, and was another cycle of punk music in a type of way, but not necessarily in a good way. I felt like it. For me, that was the first experience I really had with loving music outside of hip-hop, I was actually hearing Skrillex mm-hmm. for the first time when I was in the grade eight. Wow. And
2: Now, I, I, I vibe with that idea because, like, dubstep is, like, pretty weird music. It's, like, a very slow tempo. I'm pretty sure it's, like, 70, 80 BPM offs in the time. And the drops are really odd. Like, they're kind of the point of it to make the drop as, like, insane as you could. It's pretty, like, abnormal for hyper mainstream music to do and yeah, it was like pre-trap sure. I, I think like the pre-trap era was quite a good time because like a lot of rap music especially like 2015 to like 2018 was very very trap focused like bad beats sort of trap focused. Yeah. so i feel like dubstep was a great
1: that in itself great yeah time. it was like a fusion of hip-hop and e- edm you know that kind of cultivated into like the mainstays that they are now but for, for real i actually really loved dubstep <laughs> Nathan and Lewis, guys, if you could implement any genre into the Pure Milk repertoire, what would it be?
2: Oh, Lewis, go first. <laughs> <laughs> if I could implement anything, oh, man, I'd just go more sing a honestly. I'd just, just go down the path and just become, you know, Bob dylan like, if, I, if I if I could just sit back and just do that and, like, know that people are going to love it, then, yeah, that's it. I'm done. I don't need so, drums. Drums are overrated. I'm just me and a guitar <laughs> in the next like <laughs> 10 records.
3: What about the drums and claw machine though? Those aren't underrated, are they?
2: No drums and claw machine. Oh yeah, but that's electronic drums.
3: Not Wait, live. What? I mean the it's live drummer you. and claw machine.
2: Yeah, oh, <laughs> live. yeah. yeah that's true. <laughs> no, guitar's so much better. Nah, I, would, I wouldn't do that. Um, what elements would I add in? I don't know. I, I'd love like somebody played like a saxophone or something. That'd be oh fun. yeah trumpet just like you know like i was listening to this band called nana grizzle they're kind of like neutral milk hotel but modern and they just have a single guy playing trumpet there's like there's like four in a band and one mm. guy just plays trumpet it's just like gorgeous <laughs> harmony like i Fair could man. harmonize with the trumpet every day that's sick mm. what do you think Nate?
0: i'd be keen on some synths or like someone playing keys or something like Ooh, have some yeah. t- and like even not just like normal like keys like have some dancey sort of synths like kind of like um car headdress in some songs so it's like a bit oh, okay. more dancey yeah i could go lcd
1: yeah. sound system
0: yeah lcd yeah. sound system
1: heck yeah i'd be radical so <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite music video off the top of your head because you've made so many good ones off the, off top. the top of I mean, my, my head i don't know why From but oxford
2: Dome. comma by vampire weekend oh that's a came up today, but only because me and my girlfriend were arguing about if it's oxford comma or oxford collar I was really confused. <laughs> said collar. I said I said collar. Oh, what, dude? I dude, know. do you
3: know one of my favorite people in the world directed that music video? Uh, Richard uh, Ayuade from the IT Crowd. Moss oh, from he? the IT Crowd directed that video.
2: That's fun. It's a fun video. I love it the is. one shot of it. Like it's yeah, a great man. video, and I'll stand by it as my best video of all time. Mm.
0: Oh, music videos. This is really hard because like a lot of people know that I just sit at home and watch music videos all the time. So like, I just watch hours on end. Um, <laughs> oh, I really like um, IFHY by Tyler, the creator. I think that's one of the coolest videos, how he's like made out of clay in it. Oh, or like, I don't know what he like wax or.
3: Yeah. It's like I plastic. It's wax. Yeah.
0: But yeah, the way that music video, like how it just looks is so gorgeous. I forgot about that, that
2: video. What's that video where they like drink the like weird liquid and then their teeth fall out? Oh, it's like a
0: classic. I, I literally watched it the other day, but I can't think <laughs> of it.
2: Surely, you know, yeah, it's like, Ross. I feel like you're on Future.
0: Isn't it just him. a music video for Earl by Earl? Oh, yeah, maybe,
3: maybe
2: not. that one also slapped. That was my year 10 inch days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's
3: yours, Russell?
1: Uh, I always go and show my family Donnie um working, working out? out, always, yeah, insane. <laughs> I also really like Harmon's A New Colour, that has a lot of charm to it. Favorite one of All Time though, like the music video that really got me into music video, music videos was a band that I don't call from my head, but it's like a song that goes, um, I told you how long we got, all the time in the world, I got a thing for you, you got a thing for me. And it has like subtitles un- underneath the video. Mm-hmm. And all of the subtitles are acted out with uh particular moments and, uh, and they, they kind of like abuse the sound of the lyrics to sound like the moment they're capturing. And mm-hmm. I remember watching that with my mum in like grade seven before we'd go to school some mornings uh, and really loving it and how I would kind of define the start of my YouTube core period. Also um, I'm the best by GMC for sure. uh, is a classic as well. A bit of a comedy one there. And um I did love a lot of uh, like old 90s and early 2000s hip hop videos as well. As a bit sort of like a glitz and a glam of like actual video production that made it look like a kind of movie. back before videos were a bit more DIY. I still love them, but yeah, I like the Hollywood-esque kind of sets that they made for these ridiculous songs.
2: <laughs> what about you, uh, um, Cal?
3: If if I'm going completely off the top of my head, the first, first one I thought of was um, Animal House's Legs Out for Summer which is quite a, quite a recent video. But have you seen it, Nathan? No, I haven't. They're like a, a Brisbane Brighton band. And basically it's the guy's dog goes missing, but the guy's dog is actually just the singer's like torso down, <laughs> if that makes sense. And so he's just looking for it, the whole video, basically. That's the, the, the easiest time. way of describing it. But I can't recommend it enough real simple idea, but executed to absolute perfection. It's hilarious.
1: I have to go watch it after this.
3: It's a banger too.
1: Amazing. Guys, you play your shows and you do great ones at that. But if you could share that spotlight with on a double bill with anyone, who would your dream double bill be for a live show? Yeah, ask I'm me crying. this question.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Getting you to think,
2: boys. You should be thankful. Who would I want to play with? Oh, you know, you know the band Rat Hammock. Mm. Yeah, Someone. I like them. I think I think we'd get along. I think we'd be pals. I want to play with them. I reckon that'd be a fun tour. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. <laughs> How about you, Nate?
0: Um, should I keep it Australian or international? It's
3: up to you. Anything, mate. man.
0: Uh, go go hard. I'd cry if we ever played with Idols
3: because that I would am, be insane. Wow. Where
0: are they from? I think uh, that's think- Brighton. Okay. I want to say. Nice. Yeah, that's me.
3: And so playing with idols and Rat Hammock, what else can we expect from Pure Milk in the not-too-distant future?
2: Hey, well, we have a new EP coming out very hey, soon. What? Very, very soon. Not very soon. Um, In like a uh, few months, probably at the end of July. Um, It's called Garden Anxiety. That's that's um, where like pressure's coming off. So I'm really excited to show everyone. It's going to be really good. We're just organising the final bits now. But... It should be out soon and it's gonna be great to show everyone what it is and what we've been doing we've got a few more videos to show people as well and garden vibes continue for the rest of the year <laughs> yeah no it's gonna be good we've got we've got a lot bunch of stuff we've got a few shows that we're like in the works of organizing so we're gonna be busy in the latter half of the year it's gonna be really fun i'm very excited to play live as a 5 yeah. piece <laughs> like it's, oh we did one show when i was on acoustic guitar and it was just absolute blast like it was mm. so good So I would love for that to happen again at some point. And then who knows? Like we're we're writing more songs as we speak. So maybe we can chuck in another song by the end of the year, but we'll Mm. we'll see where we get to.
3: Sounds glorious. And lastly, if you guys only had a few words to describe what Pure Milk stands for, which few words would you
2: use? Big positive energy. Fitting. (laughs) You've done this before with me and I'm always like, oh, hold on. That
1: was great. That was very great. Good job, Lewis. You've upgraded. You're now level three on Emerge. I <laughs> know. Nathan, congratulations on level one, man. You're doing very Thank nice. you. Feels good. Lewis and Nathan, thank you for joining us, gentlemen.
3: Thank it's
2: been you. Very, it's been good.
3: Always. And thank you, Russell.
1: Thank you, Callan. Thank you, gentlemen, for spending a lovely, very long chat with us. But it's been (laughs) awesome for me. I hope you guys have had a fun time. It's been
0: good. Thank you.
2: It's been very good. Thanks for having
3: us. Always a pleasure, boys.
1: Today's world is more competitive. Challenges are more complex. Industries more rapidly changing. Employers more demanding. You need to think bigger, act faster, work smarter. And to do it, you need to be more than skilled, more than relevant, more than qualified, more than confident, more than employable. Become more with the University of Southern Queensland, the number one uni for graduate employment in Queensland. Apply now at usq.edu.au.